Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is April 14th, 2020. I stayed up all night organizing Tupperware, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, everybody, this is Kat, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, McG. I don't think it's possible to arrange Tupperware. It's just always unarranged. I, um, so we were, we moved here in June and, um, I have a problem cleaning out Tupperware in the fridge. Ah. So I just threw everything away. (laughs) Uh, I mean, everything that was in the fridge. Oh. And so I didn't, I had, um, a massive excess of lids, um, and so then I have just been buying Tupperware on Amazon like it's going out of style. I got some nice stuff for pretty cheap. And, but anyway, it's been here for a while and it's been on the counters because I've been washing it. Uh, and then last night I was just like, I'm not going to sleep. What should I do? So I started, uh, so I did that and then I started a, a, uh, an oil pastel drawing of Robert the Doll. You know who Robert the Doll is? I do not. No, I'm about to ruin your life then. Well, uh, well don't. Don't. Uh, just Google him. It has nothing to do with... I mean, it's it's a very queer thing, but not queer in the way that, that fits with our show. Okay. It is, uh, it is horrifying, and now that you know about him, he knows about you, and... Oh, dear. We'll just take it from there. <laughs> I'm terrified of Robert the Doll. <laughs> um... So today we have various stories. I'm just going to get into it because like there was so much today that I just wanted to, I, there was just so much. Story so, time. Uh, so much story time. I don't think I did this. I did not do this in uh, chronological order like I usually do. I suck. Okay. Oh, well. So 1912, around 11.40 p.m., the Titanic hits an iceberg. By 2.20 a.m., the ship breaks in half and sinks, as we all know from the movie. And then there's room for two people on the door, but nope. We have to kill Leo. But anyway, so over 1,300 people were still aboard the ship and died. It took uh, two hours for the RMS Carpathia to get to them and um, get the survivors. Only around 750. Five people survived um and i remember uh it was probably like the academy awards or something and titanic was up for something and uh the rowboats were going through looking for survivors and, and like one of the guys like one of the rowboat people pit, like tried to lift someone out of the water and yells it's a dead one sir and like i just remember that that is just like a memory <laughs> ingrained in my brain i mean like that ruined me for a little while because <laughs> i wasn't allowed to see titanic and and it was terrifying and it was a it was just a just all these frozen dead bodies in the water and that was the only context i had yeah i guess that would have been a pretty <laughs> creepy scene but um, it was horrifying i was anyway. also strictly censored so i was i did not watch yeah. that Oh, mom and dad got so mad when allery let me watch i think it. that's what i remember that vividly like yeah oh they got mad yeah <laughs> they got mad that i watched it on that two vhs huh. like mess 
It was so long, it had to be on two VHS tapes. And gather around, children. VHS is something that we used to watch movies on. It's uh, And then you'd have to rewind them with a pencil. They used... No, that was cassette tapes. But also, the I mean, for some videos, I guess a lot of um, video cassettes have the... Uh, the plastic screen on the front, but there are ones that you can twist with a pencil. I mean, I destroyed Aladdin, but that's just because I watched it so many times. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Yes. And then mom taped over, what did mom tape over? Uh, She taped her um, soap opera over one of our favorite movies. (laughs) Yeah, so you used to be able to tape over tapes. Anyway, no one knows what I'm talking about. Nope. So, um... So in 2012, Jack Fritscher wrote a novel titled Titanic, The Untold Tale of Gay Passengers and Crew, in which he posits that at least five of the crew were known to be gay, two male upper-class passengers were in a relationship, and even that the unsinkable Molly Brown may have been a secret lesbian. I can find absolutely no documentation or theory suggesting anything about Molly Brown's sexuality, and so it should be noted that this is historical erotic fiction, but it's claimed by the author to be based on a found diary and newsreel footage of sailors horsing around in tight pants on the deck of the Carpathia. Okay. Um, and, and he adds in the Kinsey estimation that one out of six men is gay. And the author's blurb posits that two out of six men in the travel industry are gay, meaning anywhere from 225 to 450 men who died on the Titanic were gay. So sure, this is credible. Um, James Gifford, who is an actual historian and not writing historical erotic fiction, um, wrote an article in 2012 at the same time speculating that two men who are traveling together, Archibald Willingham Butt... And Francis D. Millet were both, quote, potentially gay, uh, but not in a relationship together. Um, Archie Butt, and that is B-U-T-T, so everybody <laughs> laugh, whatever. Archie Butt was an influential aide to Theodore Roosevelt and William Howard Taft. Um, he, the evidence cited for his homosexuality is that he was a dandy, in the author's own words. And a dandy is um, a male person who dresses well and likes to be dressed well and seen. So, Frank Millet's sexuality, though, is more concrete. He was a classicist artist, and he was known to have a relationship with Charles Warren Stoddard, who is an American author and also a well-known gay man. So, uh, So at least one gay man is confirmed to have died on the Titanic. So, um, that's the Titanic. Let's move on to Abraham Lincoln. So, Abraham Lincoln. You probably should have led with that one. (laughs) (laughs) I know, chronological order, right? (laughs) But, oh well. Abraham Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth at Ford's Theater while attending the comedy Our American Cousin. And, fun question mark fact, I have been to both the theater and the room where Lincoln died. Um, I think they said it's the same bed and everything. Uh, because they brought him from the theater over across the street to, uh, I should know the lady's house, whatever. So in 2004, there was a book titled The Intimate World of Abraham Lincoln by author C.A. Tripp. Uh, he published it and asserted firmly that Abraham Lincoln was gay. 
He cites Lincoln's stepmother telling Lincoln's law partner that, quote, he was not very fond of girls, as he seemed to me. Uh, Tripp did train under Kinsey uh, of the of the Kinsey scale. Uh, so, again, he may not be credible. Uh, no matter what, I don't think you can call him gay because he was he and Mary Todd were just totally in love with each other. And they had four kids together, which I know it doesn't mean anything really. But, um, yeah, they were totally in love. So even if he had, like, a relationship with someone, um, you know, whatever. Um, biographer Carl Sandberg wrote that Lincoln's friendship with a man named Joshua Fry Speed had, quote, a streak of lavender, which at the time was slang for a dandy. So, like, you know, he kind of liked to dress up or whatever. Um, it didn't take on a homosexual connotation until later. So a streak of lavender now apparently means, like, there was there was some something gay going on or something like that. Uh, now, activist Larry Kramer, who we have talked about a lot as a credible person, claimed in 1999 that he had found previously unknown documents proving a relationship between Lincoln and Speed. Now, this has been resoundingly discredited even by biographers who believe that Lincoln and Speed were lovers because Kramer, like the Mormon prophet Joseph Smith, refuses to share these documents. He won't let anyone see them. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if they're kept in a bag that he sticks his head in and, like, is the only one who can read them because, you know, Malik or... Moroni or whatever, and I don't know. But um, so this made me think twice about Larry Kramer. I mean, he's still very influential, did a lot of stuff, but I mean, he also apparently did this. I don't even know. So anyway, let's move on to Iowa and the sexual psychopath law. Oh, uh, 1955, Iowa enacts a sexual psychopath law, which is officially titled the Criminal, the Criminal Sexual Psychopaths Act or something i i that's not a sentence that i wrote <laughs> uh so this was in response to a horrific sexual assault and murder of a young boy in 1954 um they enacted the law to quell the moral panic that was sweeping across the state anyone who was perceived to possess quote criminal propensities toward the commission of sex offenses could be involuntarily committed to mental asylums um, and Whoa. this led to tw 20 gay men in Sioux City with absolutely no accusations of any crimes being forcibly committed. And then later in a sweep in 1958, 13 more gay men were arrested and committed with, uh, again, no accusation of being sexual psychopaths. Um, J. Edgar Hoover, as always, well, yeah. <laughs> in 1950. Can't, can't do this without mentioning him. <laughs> <laughs> he's on everyone else's phone why wouldn't he be on mine <laughs> uh, so in 1950 he wrote the most rapidly increasing type of crime is that perpetuated by degenerate sex offenders it is taking its toll at the rate of a criminal assault every 43 minutes day and night in the United States uh, and I am not entirely sure um, how he knew that um, there was an article in 1950 even way back then where the article or the author states that the FBI was um, compiling, um, you know, like statistics from all states about, you know, all the different crimes and stuff just to get the statistics. But they were hesitant to include sexual assault in that list because um, 
they knew even at that time that um, females were reluctant to report assaults due to the shame that they would experience by the community, which was especially bad at that time. Um, it also, however, states that charges are, quote, often made without justification for the purposes of blackmail or to huh. protect their reputation when they're caught having consensual sex. So not a lot has changed. Fair in, enough. In estimation. So let's talk about someone awesome. 1997, Ellen DeGeneres, hey. one of the most awesome people in the world, Go is Ellen. featured on the cover of Time Magazine with the title, Yep, I'm Gay. Uh, this caused an uproar, of course, both from the queer and homophobic communities. It was that because long Ellen ago? is wonderful. What? It was that long ago? Yeah, I learned Holy a lot cow. about Ellen. I, I did not know that she was... I thought that she, was so, like, uh, like 2007, maybe. I don't know. I know. I feel like it... I don't know. But so in 1996... Uh, rumors started to spread that um, Ellen's character on the ABC series Ellen, which had originally been called These Friends of Mine before the public realized that she was absolutely the star of the show, was going to come out as a lesbian, making it the first ever primetime sitcom with a gay lead. So um, so I was not aware she had a sitcom. <laughs> I was not aware there was a show called Ellen before there was like Ellen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> dancing in front of everybody. Um, so she herself hadn't come out yet. It was just that her character on the show was rumored to be coming out. Um, although the rumors spread like wildfire and ABC was just falling over itself to promote them. She um, she had interviews before it, it aired because it was, you know, going nuts. Um, and she joked about it. She was dodging the question of whether the rumors about her character were true. She was saying that actually, she was like, no, my character's Lebanese, not lesbian or something. <laughs> um, and she refused to answer questions about her own sexuality. Um, so a week before the rumored episode was to be aired, the Time Magazine interview dropped. And it the episode, when it was aired, featured Oprah Winfrey, Demi Moore, Billy Bob Thornton, and Dwight Yoakam. Uh, as well as some other people whose names I didn't know, so I didn't include them. Um, but unfortunately, the show couldn't retain its audience and uh, was canceled. She went on to be our dancing inspiration on the Ellen DeGeneres show, which I did not realize came after her voicing the character of Dory in Finding Nemo. That can't be true. Oh, I yeah, I right? knew that. No, that's right. Sure. The show was after Dory? Yeah. Though? Wouldn't it? How did I know her before then? Then, um, like, hmm. what did I know Ellen from? I feel she like just, it was she, a revelation when we found out that's who Dory was. I don't. I guess I don't know. I feel like I knew who she was beforehand, but I don't know her from any of this stuff. Huh. Um, but in any case, in May two thousand. Eight, when the California Supreme Court ruled that banning marriage equality was unconstitutional, Ellen announced that she was going to marry her longtime awesome girlfriend, who I adore, Portia de Rossi. They were married on August 16th, 2008, three months before Proposition 8 passed. And don't worry, we will talk about Proposition 8 in extreme detail. Oh, might be um, a Patreon one. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. This is like too important. <laughs> mm. It might go maybe more in like a like a 
two hour. Yeah, maybe long a longer on one will go on there or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Portia De Rossi, she's on um, Arrested Development. She's cracks me up. I love her so much. Um, and Ellen is just amazing. So I agree. Those are my stories. I got those done in six. Yeah, minutes. you nailed it. That was pretty good. Wow. So Dang. I guess uh, we'll go on to housekeeping then. So yeah, sounds good to me. All you out there, if you'd like to like us, we would like you a lot on Facebook. We're queer all year. Um, on uh, well, if you want to get in some more in-depth discussions and stuff, you can join our group, which is called the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia, and it is sweet. You will enjoy it. You can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at um, Queer All Year Pod. So that's uh, um, just, uh, you know, we have uh, some tweets every now and then and some pictures mm. on Instagram. We have a, a social media scheduler. We need. Yeah, it doesn't quite work well, the way. We just well, now that, I, now that I have a better laptop, it'll probably work with it better. Well, uh, for me, I just haven't figured. I need to mess around with it and, like, destroy our, our social media presence uh, to figure it out. <laughs> anyway, um, for the cream of the crop, the bonus episodes, the blooper ringtones, all that kind of stuff, you can check us out at patreon.com slash queer all year. We have two uh, different tiers. The $5 tier gets the bonus episodes and video. I'm burping all over the place here. Um, and then the $1 tier gets uh, uh, bonus stuff. Bloopers. Yeah, bloopers, and, uh, ringtone, and then shorter videos. We're thinking about doing like a like a segment or like a series or something that's like Queer All Year Takes a Walk or something like that. Because we've had yeah, at we've least been two recording walks around a lot our neighborhood walks. recording. Yeah. And then I'm going to do a thing fairly soon that's um gonna be a, a queer ghost story um just because it was like thundering the other day and i was like oh this would be really cool to have in the background i have approached uh the podcast a paranormal chicks about maybe doing a crossover with that they probably won't be able to cause that would be cool not really in their purview i think but that would be nice anyway go listen to them regardless because they are uh a big reason this podcast exists um a big way to make sure that we still exist is uh by going out and rating and subscribing and telling your friends and um you know when you put the signs in your windows saying we're all in this together say we're all in this together and also queer all year is awesome so listen to them <laughs> that kind of stuff indeed uh, anytime you're on a Zoom conference or you're talking about, I don't know, how upset you are, just tell your friends, hey, listen to Queer All Year. It's every day and, and we're stuck inside every day, which means awesome. you have awesome content because right now I am like, oh, I am not thrilled with how not often my podcasts update. <laughs> <laughs> I am just like... Uh, update more often now um, so anyway yeah um, again I'm blowing the dismount I, <laughs> I would like to change how we end this because everyone ends it with I love you but uh, we do love you and uh, we will see you tomorrow love you <laughs>